Good day and welcome to another episode of Business World's B-Side Podcast. I'm Bron Laksamana, a Business World multimedia reporter, and today's topic for discussion is local Filipino-made chocolates. Here with us to shed more light on this is Mark Ocampo, co-founder and managing director of Oro, a craft chocolate brand that's been making waves both locally and internationally. First, Mark, I want to get your thoughts on craft chocolate in general. Can you explain what exactly it is and how big of a market it has here in the Philippines? So craft chocolate for us, like we're considered a tree-to-bar chocolate company. And so of course, like we sustainably source our cacao beans directly from local farming communities in Davao. And so the whole point of craft is really having a more responsible and direct uh, relationship with the farmers, basically and like the communities and at least like the raw materials and the ingredients. So we really want to have a closer relationship and a closer connection so that we have more control in terms of the quality that we're able to produce. Of course, like when it comes to craft, we really want to make sure that the inherent flavor characteristics of the raw materials itself come through. So when it comes to other kind of maybe cheap chocolate brands, uh, it's not necessarily as prevalent because of course, that there are a lot of additives, there are a lot of uh, ingredients that kind of control the flavor output. But for this, it's really about nurturing the plant itself and actually bringing out the natural inherent flavor characteristics. But uh, when you actually turn it into chocolate, uh, you can really taste the, the impact of what you're actually doing. In relation to how the industry actually is for the Philippines, I would say just generally Filipinos love to eat, right? And other than that, Filipinos love to eat sweets. And so actually chocolate is a very regular or normal thing for Filipinos to consume. And I think that for the longest time, yeah, I think that we've just been so used to consuming, you know, foreign chocolate brands, of course, like also very good as well. But at the same time, you know, we have such a huge potential of producing quality chocolate in the Philippines because now yeah, we've been growing it for 300 years, uh, not to mention the first variety ever planted in the Philippines was the rarest cacao variety in the world. And so we were the first country in Asia to grow cacao, and yet we've never made chocolate. So parang, it's a little bit sad in a sense because we're the first always in everything, but yet always the last. So um, we're kind of taking this opportunity to kind of go back to our roots and go back to our heritage, but at the same time pay homage to it, but also innovate to be able to produce like quality world-class chocolate products uh, that we can showcase to the rest of the world. Like you mentioned, our country was a bit late in terms of cultivating our potential for cacao. Since Oro started in 2017, how has the cacao landscape progressed within its six years in the business? So it's been pretty amazing, I would say. Like there has been like a lot of positive reception to the brand. Uh, We're currently available in quite a few countries actually. Uh, We are actively maybe present in around 50 different countries at the moment. Even in relation to the cafe, we also opened a cafe in Bahrain in the Middle East. Um, Actually, our first store when we had started was open in Tokyo, in Shibuya. So our whole thing is really that we didn't want to compromise the Philippines in that sense. And of course, as a proudly Filipino brand, we wanted to be sure that we had a home base here. And of course, like when it comes to even the space right now in the the new cafe here in BDC, um, we really wanted to focus on the best suppliers, the best people so that ultimately at the end of the day when people come here and they will have kind of feel proud as well and it was really kind of humbling experience during the pandemic but of course like right now we're uh, out of the pandemic well hopefully 
really. And it's been amazing, actually. It's been really amazing. The reception and the support has been immense. Financial targets were all exceeded. And then, uh, yeah, I think just generally uh, the partnerships, the collaborations, the relationships, our availability in different countries, like solidifying like more of that, really amazing. So I think like even in Europe right now, there's around 50 to 60 chocolate makers in Europe that use our products. And so that's a huge, <laughs> a huge win for us in that sense, because it's really meaningful. It's like places actually that have always been known to produce cacao and like quality chocolate um, are now actually using our products. So it's really amazing to kind of see it full circle. Right. It's like from the time that we've started where nobody knew about Philippine chocolate to now 60 different European chocolate makers using it is amazing. Where are the cacao farms located here in the Philippines and why are these the right locations to grow cacao? So the cacao farms are all in Davao at the moment, but of course we do have other projects which we've already kind of started on. The reason for why it's Davao is really just because the majority of the cacao production lately is in Davao, but of course cacao grows all over the Philippines. And so I think that there's going to be so many more places as well that are exciting for cacao that will also kind of highlight different flavor profiles that are indicative of different provinces, you know. So right now, everyone's only really been able to try maybe Davao cacao. So we're really excited to actually kind of expand that and actually uh, go from like north to south and allow kind of Filipinos to have a better understanding of what that is, what it tastes like, so that more people can actually really taste the flavors of the Philippines through cacao and chocolate. Would you say there's a huge potential for local chocolate businesses like yours to tie up with cacao farm tourism efforts? Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're actually working on a lot of projects in relation to, yeah, I think like farm visits, maybe factory visits, etc. Um, we've already been doing that, but it's not been further solidified. But that's kind of a goal for us this year to actually open more of our experiences uh, in the farms to be able to show people the journey of cacao. Uh, in a real and raw way. I think that we're not trying to hide anything in the process and we really want people to connect with the actual farmers that are working so hard to be able to produce like beautiful quality cacao and we want people to have that understanding and that better kind of really direct relationship with those people so that ultimately at the end of the day when you're eating the chocolate you realize that there's so much more to it than just eating it and appreciating it in front of you. It's that actually chocolate in its essence is so hard to make, so so hard to make. I cannot emphasize that enough um, and kind of the journey in which we've taken uh, to really have a better understanding of cacao and chocolate in the Philippines. Uh, from a scientific, molecular, even genetics level, is something that we've been working on for a while to really bring out the flavors of cacao in the Philippines. And so it is a long process and it is a journey of continuous improvement. But uh, we're always excited to learn more and really discover cacao in different places and in the Philippines and see how yeah, we can make that connection and introduce it to the rest of the world. On a more macro perspective, how do you think can the Philippines further improve its presence in the global market when it comes to food and beverage exports, since Oro was able to do it successfully? So I think just generally, when it comes to Filipino products, especially maybe in this movement right now, it's that I think that everybody already expects the cheap products from the Philippines. Everybody already expects kind of like the quality that we're able to produce. And so I think actually what's really interesting is the movement now wherein I think even Filipinos in general are realizing that, you know, let's not do cheap. 
let's actually do the quality that we all know we can produce. Because actually, I think when it comes to products in the Philippines, it's like sometimes we compromise on the quality because we're reaching specific maybe markets or whichever. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, if we want to be a world-class product, we have to be a world-class brand, right? And so it has to be consistent along all of the points of creation. Uh, you can't have a great product but sacrifice on packaging. You can't have great packaging but sacrifice on the product. At every step of the way, you have to be consistent in order to be able to compete on a global stage. And so I think that when it comes to that, really think about like your community, your people, your product. What exactly do you need to do to constantly improve and make it the best version it can be? Because I think that, you know, it's like if it's cheap products, there's so many of those, right? So parang why compete uh, in that market when actually we have the potential to be more? How important are the local cafes so far, one in MOA and one in BGC, in establishing and growing the Oro brand? Yes, we have two here locally. Yeah, I think that I kind of touched on it earlier wherein I feel like when it comes to selling the chocolate kase, it's that you usually using other people or other vendors to basically be the vehicle to be able to sell your products. So when it comes to making that connection or having that relationship with your consumers, you don't really have it. Right. It's because they see it, they relate to it, but ultimately parang your story isn't fully described or told within that experience. So the cafes for us are kind of a beacon in a sense, or even like a place wherein we can fully showcase like who we are as a brand and like what are our values, um, what are the things that we believe in and the communities that we support. Because as you know, might know like in Ikea as well, right? Everything there is like locally made. That whole structure is handwoven um, by Boholana weavers. And so we really wanted the space to kind of speak to who we are as a brand and what are our values and ultimately that really goes back to how we want to preserve our culture and our community and like really work directly with communities. Like we want to be able to have a relationship with the people that make all of these like incredible products in the Philippines and showcase it um, to the rest of the world. And so when people come here and people see things and they kind of gravitate towards specific elements of the cafe, um, at least like you can find comfort in knowing that every single element really came from the Philippines and that that's something that we can truly be proud of, you know, and we're really not shy about like saying I'm proudly Filipino, as you can see in the front, right, which is uh, the proudly Filipino sign because, you know, like, I mean, that's who we are. That's who we are as a brand. And ultimately, because we are growing more so also internationally and having more of a, an international presence, we want people to realize that every time because you know, even from the beginning of experiencing the brand and people seeing chocolate, chocolate, what we always get is like, is this imported? Um, or even when people came here, but I'm like, is it a franchise or something like that? And our whole point was really that it's actually from the Philippines and proudly from the Philippines because um, it's interesting that when you see something nice or you see something fancy, sometimes you always think it's imported. But like our whole point is that just because it's nice doesn't mean that it's important. Actually, like Filipinos in general should have a higher sense of pride when it comes to the craft and the quality that they were able to produce because, you know, we are capable. And so that's what these faces represent. It's really a celebration of Filipino crafts and culture. So what's next? What more can we expect from Oro? So we have a lot of amazing... <laughs> Uh, collaborations. Uh, in terms of the cafe, we are opening. The next one is actually going to be in La Salle, 
um, and we are going to be opening in different parts of the Philippines as well. So that's a big part of our kind of uh, plans in the next few years. Um, in terms of the chocolate, uh, I think having even more active presence in different countries and even in terms of the Middle East, like our growth plans in the Middle East and actually expanding there as well and even in Europe and even in the US, we're really trying to kind of set our sights on like the global uh, reception this time as well as of course the local being more available locally and being more accessible to a lot of the different people but also at the same time kind of like be an ambassador for the Philippines as well in different places in the world. Thank you, Mark, for the incredible discussion. We appreciate your insights and we hope the future of locally made craft chocolate remains bright. Now that wraps up this week's episode of Business World's B-Side Podcast.